Larry Hall is a suspected serial killer from Indiana. He is suspected of killing upwards of 50 women and girls in the early 80s. He has confessed and then recanted in 17 cases. Hall is serving life without parole. Welcome to the True Crime Squad. I'm Christy Brower, here with my sister, co-host, and partner in crime, Katie Weaver. Hey, Katie. Hello. How's it going? Oh, it's going. We're getting ready to go camping this weekend. I'm super excited. Our sister cousin's coming that we don't get to see very often, so we're thrilled. And Yeah. What can I say? And also, uh, we started getting our Halloween decorations out today. Ooh, nice. I said September 1st was the day, and I was too busy uh, and sick on September 1st, so I didn't do anything, but here we are. (laughs) Well, close enough. The 5th is not not that far off. Right? Oh, I drug a bunch of stuff to the front yard today. I'm hoping to get up early while it's still cool tomorrow and really start putting stuff out. So, yeah. Well, fun. What do they say? It's the most wonderful time of the year. (laughs) Yep. It that is. is what a uh, some people do say, yes. Yeah. I mean, I think they say it about Christmas, but what? I Halloween mean, is where I, it's at. I know there are lots of people who say it about Halloween. They should. Yeah. Well, this is our Tuesday episode, and I think we're going to kick it off with some Oh, Idaho from Katie. Yeah. It's a rare event when... Uh, murder hits a little too close to home but it did this time right so i want to tell you about this guy this This is not a flattering mugshot this ridiculous yep this ridiculous man child's name is mark bent yeah on saturday night mark bent made a decision actually he acted on a decision that he apparently made a while ago Mm-hmm. To track down, Mark's in his 40s. He tracked down a kid that's about 24 or 25 and gunned him down, shot him multiple times and killed him. Yeah. After Mark did that, he went and sat in a parking lot just a few blocks from your house. Yeah. And put the following post on Facebook. Friends... I am saddened to say that I have committed some serious crimes today that will put me in jail for the rest of my life or lead to death. As some of you know, shortly after I moved to Idaho Falls, I was slandered on Facebook with rumors of me being an undercover police officer. Those rumors were followed by threats, harassment, and more slander. Even after the facts were put out that I am not a police officer of any kind, People still chose to believe it and continue to harass, threaten me, and eventually look up where I live and work and post it on the internet. This all started from me being involved with a local Facebook group called East Idaho Speed Hunters and a car club called The Castaways. After being involved with The Castaways for a short time and seeing that they were involved with a lot of illegal activities, I departed from them. Because of that, the 
the rumor of me being an undercover police officer began. And even though it seemed to pass, the rumor eventually came back to light. People kept posting about me on Speed Hunters in a negative way, to the point where I started to think about attacking one of the car meets shows that they attend. But my main goal was to kill Nick Bird, the founder of the Castaways that started all of this by spreading rumors. He also posted where I work. That's the beginning. And for some reason, I don't have the end. Hold on, I'll pull it up. Yikes. I thought I saved it all, but I apparently didn't, but I have it. And you do want to hear all of this. Yeah, you need to hear it all. It's, yeah. Oh, here we go. Okay. My main goal was to kill Nick Bird, the founder of the Castaways, that started all of this by spreading rumors. He also posted where I work. So I told myself that if anything were to happen to my job, I will go after him. Unfortunately for him and his friends, I lost my job recently. So I followed said plans. Please let this be a lesson for those who think it's okay to spread rumors about someone and try to negatively impact their life on social media. You never know when someone's going to decide to do something about it. Because if they do, it's too late. Mark. After he posted that on Facebook, he called the police. Mm -hmm. And he told them that he was involved in that shooting. And he sat there and waited for them to come and get him, which they did. Take, took yeah. him in at gunpoint. And, of course, he has now been charged with first-degree murder. Uh, Nick Bird was my son's friend. Nick Bird spent time in my home. Nick Bird wrestled with my son in high school. We used to cheer for Nick. I remember Nick well. I'm just sick yeah. and so angry and so disgusted that this fool yeah. could do something like this. I don't know anything about the rumors. I don't know any of that. I'm not involved in any of those groups. I went to those groups yesterday and spent a lot of time on them. And I saw one person in those groups harassing other people. And it was Mark Bent. Oh, well, big surprise there. Not. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go out on a limb here and assume that the reason Mark lost his job is because he's a complete ass yeah. versus that somebody said something about him on the internet. Right. It's just horrifying and infuriating. And I'm sure glad. I'm glad of a couple of things. First of all, honestly, thank you, Mark, for not uh, just offing yourself because... A lot of people would have done just that, but you didn't. So I'm going to give you that credit that you get to actually stand accountable for what you did for Nick's friends and his family and everyone who's hurting right now. You also didn't put the police officers in a position where they had to make that decision for you. Yeah. So I guess props for that. But my God, my God, let Such this a be path. a lesson. Let this be a lesson. Are you kidding me? The only person that's learning a lesson right now, Mark, is you. You could face the death penalty for this. And I mm. hope you do. I hope you do. Yeah. It clearly was premeditated, and your post on Facebook definitely helped to reiterate that. This is going to make your attorney's life hard, I'll tell you that. But, you know. Yeah, it's already charged with first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's just so sad. It's just so sad and so pointless and so disgusting. Yeah. So, Mark get bent 
<laughs> and I'm going to kick the mic back over to you for our name it, main case. Okay. I still can't stop laughing from that last line you said. Okay, well. I'm sure it's not the first time someone said that to him. I'm sure not. Today I want to talk about suspected serial killer Larry Hall. There is a new, um, it's not a documentary. It's like a dramatic reenactment sort of, of a very interesting situation with, suspected serial killer Larry Hall and another man who ended up being recruited to try to get some information out of him. And this this man's name is Jimmy Keene. So I'm going to tell you first um, about Larry. And then we'll talk about how Jimmy Keene gets involved. There's this new, um, it's on Apple TV. Uh, It's called uh, Blackbird. And it's based on um, a book that that Jimmy Keene wrote about this experience called In With the Devil, A Fallen Hero, A Serial Killer, and A Dangerous Bargain for Redemption. Just some very interesting things that have happened here. So Larry Hall was born on December 11th of 1962 in Indiana. Larry was a twin. And Larry spent the first few days of his life in the hospital due to lack of oxygen. After his twin brother, Gary, fed on him in the womb. I guess this is called a monochorionic pregnancy. Oh. Yeah. So Larry came into the world struggling. Then. That's um, horrifying to think about. uh, Isn't it though? Yeah. Yeah. So he really struggled with thriving when he was first born because of that. Um, He also. As you do. If one has fed on you. Right. Uh, His IQ was below 85. So he did have. Some some developmental disability. He, as a child, uh, he grew up helping his dad dig graves because his dad was the sexton at a cemetery. Now, I would like to pause for a moment and just say, because we've seen a lot of this, that grave digging doth a serial killer make sometimes. Yeah, this is true. <laughs> I mean, that has some Chad Daybell vibes written all over it. It does. And we've heard it from others as well. I think it is worth a, a consideration, parents of the world, that uh, <laughs> if you are a sexton, maybe you shouldn't involve your young children in grave digging because it doesn't always turn out well. Mm-hmm. So Larry was um, seen as antisocial when he was in school. And he started doing crimes when he was a teenager. Arson, burglary, you know, kind of petty stuff. And he got way into uh, Civil War and Revolutionary War reenactments. And he grew these 
rather impressive sideburns. So I'm going to show you. Is that what you call them? Well, actually, (laughs) they are called burn sides, but most people call them sideburns. Things I never knew until I was a true crime podcaster. But I I need to show you a picture of Larry because uh, this is... This is sort of his persona. Uh, mm-hmm. This is Larry. Yeah. There are those fancy sideburns. Now, what's the difference between those and mutton chops? Uh, I think mutton chops don't come down as far and they're not as fluffy. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's 100% a guess on my part. But oh, Okay. So this is Larry, right? Larry's kind of viewed as a, he's not that bright. He's kind of weird, but he's not really dangerous. That's kind of how people saw him. <laughs> Wrong. Oh, um, but people kind of just, you know, gave him the benefit of the doubt because he was kind of a, a weird little dude. So in September of 1993, Um, A 15-year-old girl named Jessica Roach went missing from her hometown of Georgetown, Illinois. Now, the thing you have to know about Larry Hall is that he was traveling around to, like, um, Ohio, Illinois, Indiana, Michigan to go to these war reenactments. And that's why he always had the sideburns, because that was part of his costume. Um. About the time her room. Oh, oh. Uh, so Jessica Roach's remains were found uh, a couple of months after she went missing in a cornfield. Mm-hmm. Now, around that time, somebody saw a van that kind of looked like uh, Larry's van mm-hmm. driving around. So they did bring him in for questioning. And they showed him a photograph of Jessica Roach. And it said that he flinched. Um, And so they really suspected him from this point. Um, He denied it, you know, said he hadn't ever seen her. Uh But there was um, some evidence in his van connecting him to her disappearance. And he did eventually give them some details that only... He, only the you know kidnapper could have sure. could have known. So eventually he did confess to her abduction, but not her murder. Uh-huh. And he went to trial and he was found guilty in June of 1995. Now, why they didn't pursue the murder at that time, I don't know. This case seems to be have have been handled poorly. Uh-huh. I'm just going to say that kind of from the beginning. Uh-huh. Um, so the FBI were part of that investigation. And at this point, they just be- they believed that he had murdered um, Jessica Roach and also uh-huh. um, a college student named Trisha Reitler. Okay. Because he had confessed and then recanted. <laughs> and this is going to become a very common thing. Oh, this is Lord. what Larry Hall does. He admits to all kinds of things. He's admitted to about 17 different murders and has recanted on all of them. Oh my God. So of course, you know, we've seen it's, this is quite a tactic. It's a pretty smart one that serial killers um, use uh-huh. to, uh, you know, 
kind of keep the police interested in them and keep things going. Mm-hmm. But so also he, keep the water muddy. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, so authorities actually believe that his first murder was um, committed when he was 18. And this was in February of 1981. Uh, Dean Marie Pyle Peters disappeared from Grand Rapids, Michigan. And her body's never been found. Wow. They also think that he killed 12-year-old Deborah Jean Cole from uh, her home in Indiana. Um, they, they In around the area where he was traveling to these more reenactments in the early 90s, uh-huh. um, there were a lot of bodies. There were a lot of missing women, um, bodies found that they really do feel that they can attribute to him because he strangled his victims and then he sexually mutilated them. So oh, God. they're quite sure, you know, that he killed all these other mm-hmm. uh, people. So they caught him into prison, you know, on the kidnapping charges. And then they got real worried because he was coming, he was applying for an appeal and there were, there was potential that he could get out. Oh, good Lord. Because, um, you know, they, they never convicted him of murder. Uh-huh. So this is where Jimmy Keene comes in. Uh-huh. So Jimmy Keene um, was known as this very charismatic young man who was running quite a drug and firearm um, operation, got arrested and pled guilty hoping for a short sentence and got 10 years because one of the guns that he had was an AK-47. Oh, this was during the uh, semi-automatic weapons Uh ban. And that actually added like five years to his sentence. Wow. That gun, Uh, you know, just for, um, Awareness that that, in fact, was a thing here in the United States until, what, Uh 99, 98, 